Hey, hey, beautiful homemakers. Love the show? Why not join us over on Patreon? It is a Patreon summer here on Homemaker Chic Podcast because now, for a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show, be a part of the conversation. I'll be sharing videos on how I'm using my tubes, makeup, and skincare this summer. And of course, you can upgrade, get those free digital copies of our cookbooks, watch full video episodes of the show. Show your love for the show today for just a dollar a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast, or just click the red circle over on our Instagram page and it will take you right there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are here every Monday. I'm Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm joined by my best friend who made me cry over on Instagram last week, <laughs> Jay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead and shayelliot.com. And we're here every Monday rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Uh, no red lipstick today. I'm fresh out of the garden and ripe. <laughs> <laughs> but typically, we're doing this in red lipstick. We're not wearing any denim jumpers because uh, we're shaking off that 80s, uh, maybe stereotype of the modern homemaker. And we're here to encourage you in this fine art of creating a lovely functioning place for you and yours. Mm -hmm. Whether it's just you or you got grandma living in the house with you. Mm -hmm. Or children. Screaming yeah, well, children. I, meant, I meant everything in between you and grandma. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> a couple dogs, four kids, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, happy Monday, my friend. Cheers. Here's some Cheers. coffee. Cafe latte. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need one of those, but I don't think it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I got some, you guys missed out. So when we first started this podcast three years ago, um, everyone in the world was home. Mm -hmm. We started this week really? before <laughs> yeah, COVID hit and we didn't used to do videos. So our patrons, this is the Patreon summer. Our patrons can see videos of us talking, of us having these conversations. We didn't used to do that. And so it used to just be us. And we probably didn't even look this nice put together when we did it because the pockets that two moms with 10 children can find are very small and yeah, tight. Anyway, I used to sit here while we were recording the podcast and I would just eat cheese. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> oh, great. She's going to go on a tangent. I can get a good old bite of cheese in. And I, would, right. I, would, I would just sit here and eat cheese while Angela talked. See, now we, we could see each other, but right. we weren't recording it. Yet. Right. Well, so. I... This is my breakfast today. It's Monday and there's cheese. So yeah. And there was cheers. like that period where she wore like Stuart sweater for every episode. And I'm like, <laughs> you got that sweater on again. And then one day it was really cold and we were each recording in some, the more non-appealing parts of our house. And we each like popped on the screen with like skull caps on and like, we were all trying to stay warm. Yep. So we could record the show. Yep. Uh, I have recorded yeah. with many ugly backgrounds this podcast. Like, remember when that window sat outside our nasty old slider for door seasons. for two yeah. seasons? Well, I'm in my office now. I painted it. I still have to paint the ceiling. I ran out of paint, but okay. I painted my office and look what I did behind me. Look at this. You got a little groping. There's no art in the frames, but the frames are hung on the wall. <laughs> so I've got still a pile of antiques from Paris <laughs> back there. <laughs> someday send i'm just gonna i'm gonna hit the button on my shopify store any send day them now. to me it's i need to hang some stuff there. on on this wall <laughs> they're all yeah. just sitting there cool mustard pots but every time we jump on here i look in the background i'm like gosh that looks so mm -hmm. bad mm -hmm. that dumb nook back there mm -hmm. 
Well, um, that's yeah. a perfect topic because we had a, a listener who recommended that we watch a documentary that's available for free online. And we mentioned it last week. We said, hey, let's talk about that mm-hmm. this coming week, which hold on, I have to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. I really appreciate when when you guys as listeners, when you guys take the time to email us, when you take the right. time to message us on Instagram, it means a lot. And, well, and and when they really have so many of them just really have a pulse on, I mean, not that we matter this much, but they have they get us. They have a pulse right. <laughs> on what we find funny. Yeah, they have a they pulse do. on what's important to us. And we did receive this uh, recommendation for this documentary called why beauty matters and um it was incredible with uh the philosopher roger scrutton mm-hmm. it was excellent mm-hmm. yeah it was really fun and so beauty is a great thing for us to talk about today as we eat our beautiful prosciutto and sip our beautiful cafe lattes and look at angela's beautiful parisian uh flea finds <laughs> <laughs> they're not looking so beautiful back there but they're pretty sweet Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, my next trip is in 80 days. Wow. Fuck. Holy cow. That's I'm amazing. Like, oh, this is that this is that stage like where I have to start like now getting all my ducks in a row. Like sure. preparing to be gone. And so I have like the tour aspect to prepare for. And um and I'm bringing my family. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's not daunting at all. Yeah. It's a whole nother can of worms there. Holy cow. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're making memories, everyone. We're making memories. <laughs> I I told Joel, I said, I feel like we need to do a few things before we go. You know, we're a scrappy family. We don't always get along. Right? Mm-hmm. You got a lot of big people and opinions. Sure. The, the older they get, you know, like you were saying the other day about taking your kids outside to garden in the morning. It's yeah. Like, it's yes the pictures and the the idea around like making your children garden with you fabulous yeah but when people think it's like lest people think oh the Elliots are perfect and we're just going to go outside every morning to the glory of God and pull weeds together as a family well I told Joel I said I feel like we maybe need to do a few trial runs like let's go do a few things Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. okay practice being in a vehicle together (laughs) (laughs) this actually brings up a good point because we're going to talk about beauty and is it subjective and can you just create anything and is it art and like hang with us for this conversation because I do think it's actually it's not all existential it is applicable to the homemaker oh for sure but like as I'm sharing these beautiful pictures of us gardening of my good vegetables and all is it on me to say Oh, and by the way, here's the cabbages that the cabbage moths say. Oh, and by the way, here's my kid being a jerk to the other kid. Oh, and by the way, like here's me being grumpy with Stu because he didn't prioritize things the way that I wanted him to in, in our mm-hmm. workload. And like, because whenever you share like these little blips of real life with with people online, they say, oh, it's so good to know you're normal. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> you're a human. You know I'm nor you know I'm just a human. Oh, she's you're a human just like us. You're like a real person. Yeah, no kidding. Guess yeah. what? We all poop. <laughs> Do you remember that? When I became a mother, that's when that book became popular. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Somebody gave that to me as a gift. First time mother, I'm like, gee. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just think 
well, we'll, we'll have to get I feel into like it. But do you know of, what I'm saying? I do. And I, is this the right word? The onus? I feel like the onus falls on the consumer of the entertainment or the consumer of the Instagram sure. follower or something because me, okay, I'll make me the consumer, me following somebody else on Instagram. That is my problem. <laughs> if I think their life is perfect or better than mine, that's on me, you know? And, mm-hmm. and why do we find such comfort in somebody taking us off the hook and because we don't have to do the hard work, ugly, no, showing us they're ugly. Right. You know, because then we don't have to do the work. Why can't we be grown up and know they are showing me something beautiful because they want to share something beautiful and they're just like me. Their kids talk back. And I don't want to see their dirty Kleenexes. No. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I don't want to see your dishwasher. That's not why I'm here. I I know what I know what a dirty Kleenex looks like because I'm also a person. Show me something else. (laughs) Yeah. We do that sometimes. I mean, I do I it for, for humor, like in an Instagram story for or sure. something, because it makes me laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like that entire series. Excuse the cheese eating. I'm so oh sorry. Gosh, this is so unprofessional. Like, I'm sorry. Shoving. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I used to did this whole Instagram series of like me sweeping my floors and the types of things that I would sweep up when people were like, oh, I need to sweep my floors. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is a floor that needs to be swept. Exactly. Yeah. Here's a dead bird and half of a rat and 18 socks and a plastic dinosaur and half a grilled cheese sandwich. Like, right. Eight cat cat balls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dehydrated apple core, Mm -hmm. dinosaur, Nerf bullets, (laughs) hair balls, probably my own, you know, like... (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I just, again, it's, it's kind of an interesting topic because do you then just say, oh, we're normal and this is real life. And like, we've got this thing to share. So now my Instagram feed is going to be of the inside of my toilet bowl. Let's, let's just make that my Instagram feed. Oh, you're a real person just like us. Yeah. Come on. If you're a human, you know what the human experience is. Assume everybody, <laughs> assume everybody else is having it too. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Hi. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy um, Monday. We had, I got it. I already told Ange the story because it was her birthday on Saturday. Should it we start was. with that? Let's do. Happy birthday, Thanks. Angela. Thank Forever you. 35. Forever 35. Yep. I went out Saturday morning, got up early, took my paddleboard out on the lake. Just bloody gorgeous. I mean, it's actually really interesting. I just live in a tourist hotspot. I mean, it's it's nuts. Um, I'm always very surprised at what opportunities the tourists don't take advantage of. Early mm-hmm. mornings? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be couples walking, you know, they'll, you'll see them walking after a certain point, but not super early, but the water, I always think, don't you guys want to be out on the water? It's like a mirror. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. And we have these huge bluffs. It looks like England or something, you know, the coast is, is stunning. Um, so all that to say is I took my board out and 
I have this obsession with these freshwater pelicans that we have here. They're like my birds. I call them my birds. They come and they circle over my gardens 20 at a time. And they're just like, ooh, ooh. They're so beautiful and graceful. And so on my birthday, I was out and there were two in the water with me. And I had never been that close to them. I was probably 20 feet away from them. They were just, we were just chilling out there. Just big beaks, just amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm following them. I'm trying not to spook them. You know, I'm following the the coast, like following the bluff out to the tip. And it's the water because we have this invasive, for those of you not familiar with the Great Lakes, it's actually really amusing to me because I spend my afternoons out on the dock with the kids and I hear the tourists and they're afraid to go in the water. They think there's going to be like sturgeon right there, ready to gobble them up. They don't realize it's just like a giant swimming pool and the fish are further out. It's so crystal clear. We have an invasive uh, zebra mussel species that uh, it's just like the Caribbean. The water's just so clean. So, and it's pretty shallow along the coast. So I can see clear to the bottom while I'm out and I'm just out there just living my best birthday morning life with mm. my pelicans mm. and I'm, I'm hugging the coast. I'm about 20 feet from the shore just, and it's all rock and just, it's so beautiful. I can't take it in. The sun's coming up. My heart is just like, you know, your heart singing great is thy faithfulness. Like you just can't take it in. And I look up and on this dead tree right on the coast is this flipping bald eagle just huge and proud as you please just sitting there I was like well good morning to you mm-hmm. it's my birthday mm-hmm. and then I came came back in and the wind of course shifted so I had to really work for it to get back in popped my board back in the truck went for a swim I got the whole harbor to myself this is amazing mm. amazing so it was a good good way to start the oh day. no kidding yeah that sounds I amazing love I love it I did the same this morning. That's why I'm soaked. Cause <laughs> when we, when Stu and I moved back from Alabama, I remember we were driving into town and I was driving over this bridge and a bald Eagle flew over our car and almost hit our windshield. And I was like, like here. we're back in Washington. <laughs> like It just felt so good because we have bald yeah. Eagles everywhere here. Yeah. And just the other day we went down to the river and same thing. We were just sitting on the rocky shore. We had the place to ourselves. It was beautiful. And these bald eagles, three bald eagles were just playing over the water and snatching fish. And it was just, it was just wonderful. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. I'm sorry I didn't get to be with you on your birthday. I know I missed you. Um, well, but but do tell your funny story. Oh. <laughs> no, just no, maybe. Okay, so I've, Jay, told I've the- been laughing out loud to myself. <laughs> all I can broadsword. I just burst out laughing. <laughs> Stu and I, I should know this by now, but like we have intentionally done these things with our children where we're like, we're gonna make memories. The greatest example was a few years ago. We took them up to Kris Kringle, this fancy Christmas store. Everybody drew somebody's name. Let's pick out the Christmas ornaments and let's pick them out one that they would like. They're expensive ornaments. It's like this posh tourist town nearby us. And I'm like, this is going to be fun. It'll be a special thing we do every year. By the time we got home, everyone was crying and every single ornament was broken. And I was like, you know what? I don't think (laughs) that made the type of memories that we wanted it to make. Okay. Right. 
Well, yeah. Okay, wait. I want to just interject this too. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you know Shay does not like to be, well, I don't like to be told what to do, but Shay doesn't like to be told what to feel. I do not. Part of Shay's um, rant on modern worship. Uh, Gosh, my mic is so hot. Sorry about that. Um, We've Mm -hmm. seen her come around a little bit about Christmas, but she's like, you know, don't tell me that I have to feel nostalgic and and warm fuzzies just because Mm -hmm. it's like, I Mm -hmm. don't tell me what to feel. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be emotionally manipulated. Right. That's how I see it. Yeah. Okay. So Stuart's heritage is Scottish. He grew up going to the Scottish Highland Games. And so back in the spring, we realized they were going to do this big Scottish Highland thing in a town called Enumclaw, which is on the coast of Washington. We're like, let's go. We'll make a whole stink stink about it. We'll take the kids. They'll have a great time because the Highland Games are super fun to watch. It's fun to watch people do throw heavy things and all this stuff. So we buy these tickets and we get up Saturday to go do this. We And first off, like Stu forgets to set his alarm, which he's never done. So we Mm -hmm. sleep in by like 45 minutes. So I should have known at that point, this isn't going to go as planned. We milk. We come back in. I go to make coffee. There's no coffee. There's no coffee. Again, (laughs) warning, warning. Um, The we folk were trying to tell you something. Yeah, they really were. Stay home. We eventually get on the road and we, you know, fastest route there. It's going to be about a three hour drive. Okay. We start going down this major highway after we get over the mountain passes and it's, it's just closed. It's not on my maps. It's not anywhere. There's no like warning on I-90. It's just like, oh, by the way, Highway 18 is closed. So we got to end up doing like a 45-minute detour through a, like, and there's a Taylor Swift concert this weekend in Seattle. And so everything is just wrong at this point. Okay. It's just wrong, especially for a bunch of country folks who are trying to operate in the city. It just, we get to the Highland games and we realize Stu's forgotten his phone. Okay. Oh, wow. The, t- winning. the, the tickets were on the phone. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll just log in. We'll get them through your email. Okay, fine. I go up to pull it up on the website and I realize like it says no animals allowed and we have brought our puppy. And normally I would not be one of those people who brings their dog everywhere, but they were doing a bunch of dog trials and herding you know they have the scottish terriers that will like herd the ducks and stuff and I'm, mm-hmm. it's outside at the fairgrounds and so i'm like great that way we don't need to leave him home he'll come and he'll have fun he's just so sweet really easy and it no dogs allowed i'm like well that changes things <laughs> because mm-hmm. if we can't take the dog in that means one of us has to stay outside of the scottish games and one of us goes inside inside to the scottish games and so this throws a giant wrench in our plans, right? So, and oh, by the way, it's, I don't know, 90 to 95 degrees. It's very, very, very hot, especially for the coast. with your tickets too? Well, yeah, we couldn't even get in. So we go to log into Stu's email on my phone and you need two-factor authorization. So it's not enough that you have your username and password. You need to hit the prompt or enter the code that comes through on your device. Well, he doesn't have his device. So about 30 minutes, I finally end up having to call my parents like a 17-year-old. And I'm like, dad, can you go to my house and find Stu's phone and push the button? Oh my God. <laughs> because we cannot get in. So eventually we do get in and we no more than get in 
that one of my kid goes, I don't feel so well. You don't say. So I'm doing the mom thing where I'm like, where's the trash can? Where's mm-hmm. the porta potty? Like just in case this goes down. And I kid you not, you guys, at this moment, again, 90 degrees, I'm stressed. I'm like agitated at this point because it's taken us all these weird snafus to get here. A lady steps in front of my path, holds a bowl up to my face and was like, haggis? (laughs) And I said, can't even. (laughs) I was like, no, thank you. What I wanted to say was like, it's not the haggis. Like your food doesn't scare me. Don't feel like I'm being a press yeah, yeah. about this. Like my kid, right. I feel like my kid's going to barf and I'm trying to find a trash can. And she goes, no, no, it's good. It tastes just like hot dogs. And I, I was like, there's only one food literally in the world, maybe besides like human flesh of can. Like that is the only food that you could deter me with. Haggis, I'm fine with. Hot dogs, I am not fine with. Oh my gosh. And then they hold up this bag of Fritos and they're like, just grab a Frito and scoop it out. I'm like, Ew. I don't want to put my hands in your Frito germ bag. Like, <laughs> Frito germ bag. What are we doing here? And so I kind of have to be like, I need, like, I got, I'm sorry. Like, my kid, I gotta go. I gotta go. Okay. Oh my goodness. Where's the dog? The dog at this point, so this was early morning. So the dog's in the car, but we realize about 15 minutes in, like, now it's that's not gonna work. Right. So I end up going back to get the dog. Stu takes Owen, and I'm just like, oh, I guess I'll meet you at the yellow tent in an hour because he has no phone. Like we have no means of communication, right? Anyway, I end up standing outside the the fairgrounds watching the hammer throw through the fence, like through the chain link fence, like a, like a hobo and standing in the shade of the porta potty. I am literally leading up against the porta potty because it's the only bit of shade in the entire like outskirts of the fairgrounds. (laughs) And people kept walking by and being like, really? Like, I guess that's one place to stand. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And you guys, you weren't wearing your corset, were you? I wasn't wearing my corset. Thank God. But like, Stu comes out. He's like, look, this isn't working. I'm like, he's like, let's, let's call it. I'm like, all right, let's go. And here we've wasted all this gas money and all this time in a Saturday in the prime of harvest. hours in a vehicle. Seven hours. Prime Saturday of a summer. summer. Yep. Yep. And um, so we're like, you know what? Let's just grab some food. I'm almost done, by the way. Hang with me. It's Let's an just excellent story. Grab I'm some sorry. food and we'll head home. So we go to it's a food better. truck, right? Like, let's go to the food truck. We'll get a sandwich. The dog can be there. Fine. We'll head home. Mm-hmm. So we go to the food truck. We order our food. We sit down and this guy comes up and he's got a kilt on. And he's very pasty. You know, he doesn't look super healthy. And he's got a broadsword. Like this thing is five feet long. Holy strapped God. to his back. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a play sword. Like he is carrying around a legit broadsword. Broad sword. <laughs> and not for so, fencing. This it's is like not for two- fencing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could just hack a human in half with this thing. Exactly. And he's a little odd. You know, your your spidey senses are always up, especially on the coast here. Like I'm again, I'm not a city person. I don't know how that works. So like <laughs> I get very displaced. Are you okay? Heat and costumes yeah and like cosplay 
Yeah. <laughs> and like a kid that may may or may not be going to barf, you know, like and haggis. So this guy ends up, he orders and then he sits down, and all of a sudden I'm like, he just starts belching like these long belches. <laughs> And I'm like kind of side eyeing him, like, is this guy just being a psycho or like? And and then it gets like progressed. This goes on for ten minutes. And basically, it's like, oh god. And finally, you guys, he comes over to our table. I'm like, sir, please, whatever you're doing, just make it stop. I can't eat. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, can you watch my broadsword? I don't feel so well. <laughs> you think? I've got a bit of a stramash going on in my stomach. <laughs> so he runs off to go find someplace to barf. And I'm we're like left with this broadsword and all like all these guys' belongings. And we hang out for a while and I'm just like, finally just go tell the sandwich guy. I'm like, look, man, we're out. <laughs> here's like here's this guy's sword i don't know what you want from me i'm leaving this town (laughs) and then we're we're trying to make memories like we're trying to flip it right because stuff happens what are you gonna do we find a park like kids go play at the park let's just take a tea before we head back we know more than start playing and owen comes up to me he's like mom I got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, my first thought was like, just go find a tree to pee behind. And I'm like, no, Shay, you're in the, like, you're in downtown Issaquah. Like, you can't do that. So I said, like, number one or number two. And he's like, ooh. I'm like, okay. Let's go. (laughs) We're going. (laughs) We start running around downtown Issaquah. All the public bathrooms are closed because of vandalism. So there are no restrooms anywhere. So I end up finding this deli. And I walk in and I'm like, Owen, like run. (laughs) This poor guy is like, it's coming. Okay. It's coming. Whatever's going to happen is going to (laughs) happen. I get up to the counter. I'm like, you know, restrooms for customers only. And I was like, can I have a sparkling water? (laughs) I don't eat hot dogs. I don't want pastrami right now. You guys, it was just one of those, like we made memories, but not the type of mem. I had these visions of Stu and I like drinking a beer and like at the Kaylee oh, yeah. and watching the dancing and like she texts me the, the kids night running she's around. Like, We're gonna get our Outlander on tomorrow. <laughs> no, we got nothing. We didn't get <laughs> nothing. So oh, my goodness, <sighs> see that was a great story. Dang it! It's just it was one of like you couldn't make it up. Any one of those pieces would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. To been like, totally. well, that didn't go quite as planned. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Mm. Um, I'm going to put my lip stuff on. So why don't we take a second and thank season 17 sponsor, Tubes & Co. Let's do. Thank you very much to Tubes & Co. for sponsoring this season of Homemaker Chic Podcast. Um, I know... Many of you ask about, you know, where can I find uh, cosmetics and products for my skin that are clean and safe Mm -hmm. to use, safe for my 
teenage daughters to use. And that company is absolutely Tubes and Co. You know what I'm doing? I'm pulling up our, um, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I get this coupon code right. Cause I think <clears throat> tweaked it the last time. If you're, if you're like I face cleaning thing, ladies, like I've said this ad nauseum, but not everyone listened to every episode. Like my skin truly has never, ever been better in my entire life. And I wash it with soap. I wash it with the tallow uh, charcoal soap that Emily makes. It's a black charcoal bar. The ingredients are like charcoal and tallow (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's so clean. And if you're dealing with like, especially in the summer where you like actually get dirt, grime, dust buildup on your skin. Yeah. This, but it doesn't take away like the oils. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't give you that like squeaky, like, uh (laughs) uh-oh, I just stripped everything off. It is genuinely such a beautiful, if you've been struggling with how to clean your skin, like buying these fancy chemical face washes and also give it a try, genuinely give it a try because it's really phenomenal soap. Yeah. Um, so I use the sea buckthorn oil to wash my face. Um, I've never mm-hmm. used the charcoal bar before. You should. I use both. Okay. The, I, I use the, I, the charcoal to like, just like get that dirt <laughs> makeup off. And then I do the sea buckthorn oil to okay. like, to do that afterwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the coupon code is summer beauty for 10% off. So when you're on their website and you're making your shopping cart and they have actually have a really, mm-hmm. it's a great website. It's very it easy is. checkout process. Some, some are so convoluted. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's very easy. Uh, and it's just going to give you a prompt to enter a coupon code. And that code for the summer is summer beauty. You're going to get 10% off your order. Um, what color lip gloss did you just put on? Mm, I love this one. This is tickled. Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just a light little, this is their lip gloss. So I use multi, all of my lip stuff is actually tubes. Um, the lipstick I use Blushing Bride and Red Wine. Those are my two go-to. Tiamo and Tickled are my lip glosses of choice. And then she also just has this chapstick lip balm that's made with tallow. And is it mica? It just has like the teeniest, teeniest, tiny little bit of pink color. And that's really beautiful as well. So those are the like, I keep that one in all my apron pockets, you know, when you need a little something on your lips. Mm -hmm. Um, But just nourishing and delicious and clean and wonderful. So visit toopsandco.com. Use the code SUMMERBEAUTY, all one word for 10% off your order. Um, And you know what? It can be overwhelming knowing where to start. Like just at least start with one product at a time. Give it a try. Their mascara is excellent. It's all excellent. It's all excellent. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. Speaking of beauty, I want to talk about this. Um, I, I went to my design society Last weekend, I do like a Friday morning coffee live thing, just check in with them. And I talked about this beauty in relation to home design, mm-hmm. sort of, um, you know, something you and I, because we've talked about beauty a lot on the show. And, you know, we've talked about like, um, we call it beige land, where just mm-hmm. everything's kind of boring and bland and wide. homogenous, <laughs> homogenous for sure. Yeah. And just this idea that, you know, the homemaker is, um, homemaking is not really a season. If you live somewhere, you're a homemaker. It's, it's not a a season in life. Um, and so because of that, because you, because everyone is a homemaker, 
you're in it for the long haul. And, you know, we've talked about on the show how keeping things beautiful or creating beauty, whether that's in just learning to bake a, a beautiful loaf of bread or learning to set a beautiful table or putting together a beautiful outfit, it keeps things fresh, you know, for us, keeps us, if you're in it for a long, for the long mm-hmm. haul, you got to keep it exciting, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. you're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. If you're interested in preserving food, Homemaker Chic listeners go big with a Harvest Right home freeze dryer. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years and will maintain taste, color, and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried foods cost a third of the store-bought version, which means that your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer, get it set up, and have it ready for the rest of summer and autumn bounty, whether you're getting that from the gardens or the markets. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve food when it's on sale at the store, prepare whole meals for something like camping or hiking, or just make sure that none of the food that you have in your house goes to waste. Whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market. This will soon become an invaluable member of your preserving kitchen. So you can visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker, or just click the link in the show notes or over on Instagram to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and for a limited time this summer, receive an extra 15% off with your purchase of $245 or more and receive a summer tote bag perfect for the beach and shopping. American Blossom Linens brings you American grown cotton sheets, blankets, towels, and more. Their products are woven to last a lifetime. I have the sheets and duvet cover for my bed. I have the sheets for my children's bed. And of course, their luxurious bathroom towels for our bathroom. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER15 with your purchase of $245 or more. Get an extra 15% off and a free summer tote you're going to use all season. You're going to love it. So I think that was probably one of the reasons why this listener recommended it because we've we've talked about the importance of beauty on the show. So what we're referencing again is this documentary called Why Beauty Matters. Um, the philosopher is Sir Roger Scruton. Is mm-hmm. that right? Scruton. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And he is the late Sir Roger Scruton as of uh, recently. Um, but it's excellent. It's a free documentary and we invited you to watch it last week. I would implore you to watch it uh, if you haven't yet, um, I've been listening to it while I work out even just because it's mm-hmm. lovely. Um, what was your, mm. what are some favorite things? I, I have, mm-hmm. I was partial to that. He said, but what were some takeaways? Oh man. Well, I watched it and I thought I need to do this again with like sticky notes and mm-hmm. a highlighter. Um, because that's just how, when I write it, that's kind of how my mind it helps it to stick in my mind. Mm-hmm. I think the question that he posed, I mean, obviously, like why beauty is important to the human experience and is beauty in the eye of the beholder? Is it subjective? And so he does this really great example of 
this French painter, I believe. What? Why are you um, looking like? Because my ticker's not moving anymore. Sorry. My Why? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know when it stopped. It looks like it stopped about six minutes ago. You might have to use the Zoom. Audio. That's fine. Sorry. We'll carry on. Okay. So there's no movement. <laughs> there's a French painter who paints this um, ruffled duvet cover. Like he's just crawled out of bed and he does this painting of his bed. And you see this just, it's a literally like a white crumpled blanket and it's done with such skill and it's beautiful. And like, you can almost like feel this warmth and this, I think the word he uses is animation of this bed of the person mm-hmm. who lived here. Right. And it's like, it is taking something that we see every day where there's not beauty in it. It's just an old ruffled blanket and he, and through his skill mm-hmm. and through this like sort of vision, he creates something beautiful. Now he juxtapositions that against an English artist who creates a bed scene in a gallery. And it's like, it's meant to be a bed that we would see in everyday life. So there's crumpled up old tissues and there's like dirty piles of clothes and, you know, there's empty bottles and old coffee cups. And it's meant to like sort of accentuate here's what a normal bed looks like but it's gross mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it looks like you're gonna get fleas if you if you know it's it's not pleasant at all to right. look at and so he was saying like the subject matter is sort of the same it's a leftover bed mm-hmm. why is one of these things beautiful and one of these things not mm. do you remember this part of it um, I don't know. I listened to the first half twice. So I'm actually just look. No. Oh, okay. 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 Um, and I think that that, that just to me posed an interesting question and an interesting, like, okay, why? Because it's easy for us to look at paintings like Botticelli's birth of Venus. Uh-huh. Beautiful subject matter. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful woman, beautiful okay. colors. Yeah. Or, you know, you you see these pictures of like Christ's crucifixion, like the subject mm-hmm. matter for so many Renaissance paintings and such. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, this is a beautiful subject matter. But what about the paintings of or the art created around everyday objects? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what's so applicable about what we're doing as homemakers, because like, like, you know, Christ crucified, like there's, we're not surrounded by that type of thing. Like we don't have the statue of David in our living rooms. We have dirty dishes and we have laundry and we have dirty floors. Like, and yet is there beauty there? Mm -hmm. I think it's an interesting, the philosophical conversation behind this, by the way, I am so highly unqualified to have. I just let me preface this. By oh, saying, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a good. I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh, <laughs> philosophy totally intrigues me, but I cannot have that conversation. Like I can listen to it, mm-hmm. um, but but no. Mm-hmm. OK, so what what I got and um, this is sort of what I took to the Design Society. I. I really like Oscar Wilde. Okay, so Oscar Wilde, um, you know, obviously a writer, famous during the Art Nouveau period, which was, um, we've talked about this in the society before, the Art Nouveau period, like, you know, it's kind of this pushback to the Industrial Revolution, where, you know, you've got all these factories and technology and advancement happening, and craftsmanship, 
being set aside for for assembly lines and for well not assembly lines that would be Ford but um mm-hmm. modernity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so you've got you know Oscar Wilde at writing and then uh William Morris and his you know strawberry thief and just elaborate you've got this wonderful art it's what we love when we go to Paris and we see the amazing metro stops you know all those curly cues if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about you've seen it um and he said all art is absolutely useless that's what Oscar Wilde said and I think it's uh, if you don't know what he's talking about, you hear that and you go, well, okay, he found art irrelevant and and useless, but that's not what he meant. He he meant that, um, like he talks about in the documentary, yeah. something, if you just focus on the utilitarian aspect of something, it's only that. And it's completely and eventually disposable. Like it, it, it will not stand the test of time. And I, I think that's something that's applicable to home design and the homemaker, because I feel like we can be condescended to that when we are striving to create beauty in our homes, it's really easy to think this doesn't matter. This is just superfluous. Where if you take what he said about all art being absolutely useless, if you take something like the useless is the great thing. Okay. It's it's beautiful. It doesn't have to be useful. Does it matter that you maybe strive to put flowers on your kitchen table a few times a week? Not useful at all. Completely beautiful. And that, that stance, you know, when we, um, I just like that. That was my, my favorite part of, of it was just when you focus on something being completely utilitarian and, um, perfunctory or, you know, like that's, that's it. Then it's done. And many of us are craving something more long lasting, even in our homes. And like I said about as a homemaker, if you're looking ahead, like how many more years can I keep sweeping up dinosaurs and hairballs? You know, like what's going to give me that motivation to to keep creating this space and making it doing all the, the hard work that goes behind a home? And I think those pockets of beauty are so important. There's so much to respond to with what you just said. And I don't want to forget the pieces of it. So I want to talk, make sure that I touch on like legacy and long lasting Mm -hmm. after I say what I'm going to say, but Mm -hmm. the way he approaches utilitarian versus beauty, I think is so valuable because he does talk about when you build a utilitarian for only utilitarian purposes, such as modern architecture, what he calls like the disease of modern architecture. Okay. Well, of what, of, of something and ugliness, what did he call it? The cult of my pastor calls it a death and barrenness. (laughs) Uh, He used to, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So when you, when you create something only for a utilitarian purpose, well, because of the way that technology works, in a very short period of time, that will become useless Mm -hmm. because technology doesn't stay the same. We don't use the same things, right? Like we used to have butter churns. People don't use a butter churn anymore. Mm -hmm. Like there are all these pieces of our society that are no longer a thing. Now, many of them we have kept around because they are beautiful, like a butter churn. I think Mm -hmm. of like, the 
it's, it was meant to be useful and it was also meant to be beautiful. Now, are you going to keep, like, you think people are going to be collecting microwaves in 50 years? No, of course not. Because they're, that's just it. That's horrendous. Yeah. They're so ugly. And so in, in making it utilitarian, you essentially, you cut off its life. Like there is a beauty that projects into the future. Mm -hmm. People will still be standing before David in Lord willing, 500 years, Lord he's willing. still standing. At least Based pieces of David. Conversations, yeah. <laughs> At least pieces of David, please. Um, please. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, and people will that's still sort of say that it's beautiful. That's beautiful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the analogy I gave, like, from, like, home design with my people the other day. It was like, okay, I know the beige sectional. Like, we've got it. We've all got it. We kind of, some of us have to have it but it's, it's utilitarian. Like it's going to end up on the garage sale and no one is going to come along and go, Oh, I could restore that. Mm-hmm. I could clean the dog hair off and reupholster that and put new uh, formaldehyde foam in the cushions. You know, nobody's mm-hmm. going to do that. Mm-hmm. A Victorian city that's all ratty and the Springs are coming out. Somebody's going to come along and go, Oh, that's, mm-hmm. I can do something with that. You know? Mm-hmm. In, in terms of home design, going with the beautiful and the craftsman and the heirloom, it's it retains its value. It mm-hmm. retains its interest. You know, where when we design our, if we talk about home design, when we design our homes strictly, beige paint because that'll resell in the future. Beige sofa because I can't think outside the box. But, you know, the beige, when we do the beige land approach, it's all going on the tag sale someday or to the dump. You know, do you see that reel circulating around Instagram about the level of satisfaction that people have with their homes, not only because of Instagram, but because they're so concerned about the resale value that hmm. they have basically, have you seen this? They've come no. to live in sterility and they find no pleasure in their homes because they're afraid to paint the walls green and they're afraid to like put nail holes in the wall and you know, they, they just sort of live in this like little, little coffin of like, but will people think this is nice? Will people think this is beautiful? Will other people come to my, my house and say, you did a really good job. Um, one of the greatest compliments I ever got on my house. I don't think it was meant as a compliment, but a friend of mine came (laughs) over and she said, well, no one else could live here, but you. And I thought freaking great. (laughs) fabulous. <laughs> Cause like at the very least it's expressive and it's beautiful to my eyes. And guess what? I'm the one living here. Yeah. Um, but because people share so much of their homes now, there is this genuine, like, well, what will people think? Mm. Oh, that's sad. I remember being a young bride pushing back against the resale aspect. Like, oh, well, you got to like, remember the resale value really for a decade. Mm -hmm. I'm going to live in fear of what will happen when I eventually sell this house Mm -hmm. 10 years later. Mm -hmm. No, thanks. Mm -hmm. That's why the Lord made spackle. Seriously. (laughs) Spackle, (laughs) buff it out. Um, Um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go, no, you go ahead. Cause I was going to, no, change. I was just going to, I was just going to come back to like the architecture. Cause that's sort okay, of where go we ahead. hijacked like the architecture point. 
he drives it home with the architecture yeah. with yeah. the modern arc. That's just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He really takes a philosophical approach. The thing that gets me, and this is gonna this is gonna get into the weeds a little bit, but like if people are okay, <laughs> I'm trying to think how I want to frame this. Okay. Scripture tells us like the rain falls on the just and the unjust. There is something that us Christians call common grace. Mm-hmm. The sun comes up for believers and Mm non-believers believers and non-believers can experience love they can have children they can have meaningful relationships they get to see the sunrise they get to feel the water on their feet they get to experience what we would call god's just immense blessings Mm -hmm. they get to experience and when it rains it rains on believers crops and it rains on non-believers crops and so whether or not non-believers acknowledge where that comes from, they are still partakers of God's common grace, where there is a blanket, like gravity will continue to hold you to the earth. Mm -hmm. You will still get to experience love and meaning. And, um, and that's a, that's a, a beautiful mercy that he gives people. And In the same way, I think with beauty, I see beauty as what it is because I see the artist. And so it's not hard for me to define what beauty is because it's what God says it is. And it's something that reflects who he is. You know, God created these, I'm looking out my window, these hollyhocks. Mm -hmm. And when I see a bumblebee or a hummingbird at the hollyhock, like that is beautiful. It's not beautiful because I say it's beautiful. It's beautiful because God says it's beautiful. And there is something, whether people acknowledge it or not, people do know beauty when they see it, just like they know truth when they hear it. And they actually have to work really hard to operate under the assumption that something that is not beautiful is beautiful. That something isn't what it is, but they're trying to say that it is. Does this mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. And people will do it. People will try to do it. But R.C. Sproul talks about it. It's like holding an inflated beach ball under the water. Like you got to mm-hmm. fight it. You got to fight it. And it's like, well, I think that this nasty trash can full of dirty used rags is beautiful. It's like, okay, you don't though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, just like, just like there are these universal truths of love or or morality. Mm-hmm. So he uses the example in the video of a baby. A baby serves no purpose in the sense that, like, when you look at a baby, he's like, you don't want to eat it. You don't want to like do scientific experiments on it. You don't want to like, you know, it's leave it outside. Useless. Yeah. It's quote, quote useless. And you're yeah. just staring at it, but you can't mm-hmm. look away. Right. It is this beautiful. It's different when they're yours. It's from a stand-up bit. Ryan Hamilton, happy face, go watch it. Um, <laughs> it's different when yours. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Um, but like the baby serves no purpose, right? Like mm-hmm. the baby is like you just, but you look at it and it's beauty for beauty's sake. 
just the way we know, like whether we want to fight about this piece of morality or that piece of morality, like who is it that said like, no one kicks grandma. Like no one wants you to kick grandma. Why? Yeah. Why don't, why can't we kick grandma? Why can't we throw the baby out in the river? You know, mm-hmm. why can't we, why can't husbands like beat their wives? Mm-hmm. Why, why don't we like it when moms, you know, are shouting at their children or slap them across the face? Why don't we like the smell of garbage? Why don't we, why don't we like it when people lie to us? Mm-hmm. Why don't we like it when th- we don't think that things are fair? Why don't we right. like that? Because there is a morality. There is a reflection of your creator and mm-hmm. his truth and his goodness and his mercy written on your heart. Now, whether like we touched on this last week a little we? bit, but C.S. Lewis, like if you're not familiar with this idea of like, where are we all getting this compass? C.S. Lewis addresses this in Mere Christianity. Recommended. Mm-hmm. And you see this with people all the time. You know, we talked about that Joe Rogan podcast last Monday. Um like Joe has this, he'll say, this is right, or this is wrong. Or who are you to say this is right or wrong? It's like, but you're just creating. And that's what bugged me so bad about, about that conversation was he could say something such as, well, how could you know for sure? And how could you ever raise your children saying, I know this to be true. I know this for sure. And he goes, I just tell my kids, like, we don't know for sure. Like, go explore this idea or go explore that idea. Sorry. I know I'm getting into the weeds, but hang with me. Like, R.C. Sproul calls this the myth of neutrality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beauty is not neutral. Morality is not neutral. Because in Joe saying, all I know is you can't know for sure. That is a definitive Dogmatic. statement. Yeah. yeah That's absolutely. saying you can't be sure, but I know for sure that you can't know for sure. And mm-hmm. all we know for sure is that you can't know for sure. It's like that. That is a dog eating its tail. Mm-hmm. That 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 mm-hmm. argument doesn't work. Do you know what I mean? And I think the same is true for beauty. It's like all we can say is that we know that beauty is this or that. And we end up doing a circular argument mm-hmm. because we won't acknowledge something our, outside of ourselves that gives us that compass. And yet yeah. when we see Niagara Falls, we all know that's beautiful. And we see crumpled up tissues next to a unkept bed. And we're like, oh, that's not so nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. That was a bit of a, <laughs> sometimes it's hard. They're big thoughts. They are big thoughts. And they're tied to bigger thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time staying on the surface. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Did we talk about Joe on the show last week or was that a private conversation? No, we talked about it. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because that conversation, that philosophical conversation of truth, ultimately like creation and truth, it was, it, especially the end of it was infuriating. Um, because, because of the myth of neutrality. Yeah. People think I'm fluid. I can go this way or I can go that way. And it's like, but we know that that's not true. Mm Mm-hmm. There's, you can't put your morals on me. It's like, and yet no one wants you to kick grandma. Why? All of society, like general society will say, this is beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, there's always going to be outliers, but it wasn't culture as a whole saying like, there's a, there's a reason that we invested in things beyond ourselves and in things that would last and in things that were beautiful, objectively Mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Right. Um, since we're already into the weeds, can I just continue? Sure. <laughs> we had some great friends over that live in Virginia last night for dinner and we don't get to see them, but like once a year. So we always have to do a lot of catching up and Washington. I'm going to get this wrong. So don't, don't quote me on this, but like Washington state just implemented this new tax, go figure <laughs> where because chilled, the family unit has broken apart culturally. Okay. Mm-hmm. People aren't having children and turns out you don't have to do that for very many years before all of a sudden end of life care without the support of a family community structure. We've taken church out of it. We've taken family out of it and there's nobody to care for these people. And so now our taxes are going to care for these people. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so we were talking about like this culture of death and barrenness of ugliness and just utilitarian purposes and where that leaves us as a society. And because the focus is just on self, what do I think? What do I want? I want to live my best life, right? YOLO. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. People don't have kids. Yes, they don't have kids. They don't have kids. For that reason. Um, at an unsustainable rate, by the way. At an unsustainable rate. <laughs> people are not having children. And so there's nobody. Like, I don't know how to say this. Like, there's nobody to take care of you. Right. And I gave the example of my grandfather who died from Alzheimer's and in his last few months, it was really bad. He has yeah. five sons all of them still live in town. Like my family very much came from that. Like you stick, you stick together, mm-hmm. you stay with your community. Like your family will, will be there and it's messy and sloppy and families are every family is. Yeah. But like we're here and mm-hmm. my grandpa like showed up at my parents' doorstep at two o'clock in the morning and they took him in and like watching them care for him. He had no means. He was, he always was just like hand to mouth, do the next job. He always made enough, but like not enough to pay for a a care facility. That's $10,000 a month. That was out of the question. Genuinely, if he wouldn't have had his children to care for him, I don't know what would have happened to him. He would have been wandering the streets. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't have the means. And like, people don't think about that when you're in your thirties and you get to go to Greece by yourself. They're like YOLO. And you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but there's going to be by your deathbed this way for so long, you know, and it is, it's going to be the future. I mean, it's freaky. (laughs) It's pretty freaky. When you think about the lack of community, decreasing amounts of next generations. Yeah. And, and then all of us growing older. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because I do think it's applicable to beauty. Okay. Because how, be- how are you going to, okay. Because it, it ties into something beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on genealogy for our children right now for their baby books that are 12 years <laughs> behind. <laughs> But I'm saying like, you know what, this is how you got here. And whether those people knew how it would all play out or not, like genuinely, 
the act of them having children and raising a family mm-hmm. changed the world. Right. It changed the world. Stuart is the only Elliot left in his line that has boys. So, mm-hmm. and the Elliots, his line of Elliot has been in South Carolina for the last 400 years. And all of a sudden, that 400-year-old Elliot line, he is the last heir of, and he has children. And now those Elliots are in Washington. Mm-hmm. And like, it was the act of like all these people having children and then these people marrying and having children, like that literally changed the course of history. Mm-hmm. And that, that should be like, there is a legacy. There is an, like an eternal thing that we're tying into apart from ourselves. Art does that. Like Mm -hmm. here we are hundreds of years after Rembrandt and we see it and we're like, I get it. Yeah. I understand it. I understand your human experience, your emotion, your challenges, your trials. Like I get it. Our worlds look a little different. But like there is this language that we all speak across time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's how I think it ties together. Yeah. And what he touches on in the film is like what Rembrandt does so well is like Rembrandt, yeah, youthful, beauty, lustrous shapes mm-hmm. and do we say what you just made up <laughs> lustrous <laughs> Stu always says if you don't know what a word means don't use it <laughs> um like we, we can it's easy for us to look at and think yeah that's beautiful duh everyone agrees okay no one is looking at who's somebody really beautiful like that everyone knows I don't know. Somebody. Somebody. <laughs> okay. <Pick a> person. <laughs> Nobody's looking at them and saying, oh, they're ugly. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're in their prime, like youthful right. prime. Okay. Right. It's easy for us to, we know it. It's not hard. Okay. What I think, and he points this out, is like what Rembrandt does is like Rembrandt draws the face of an old woman. And she has like this veil on her face and she has like just these sort of tears welled in the corner of her eyes and you see it and you just think that is so beautiful. Terrible analogy. I saw Barbie the other night. (laughs) (laughs) And of course I did. And there is a scene where she says to an elderly woman, she looks at her. And she's like in the real world. I think that's not a spoiler. Everybody knows if you've seen the trailer, Barbie's going to go to the real world. And she's at a bus stop and she sees an elderly woman sitting there. And she looks at her and she's just arrested. And she goes, you are so beautiful. And the lady goes, I know. I It took my breath away. <laughs> I love it. It gives me chills. Look yeah. at That's really neat. I wish that was in a pill form where you could bottle that and you could just, Mm -hmm. we talked a lot of, a lot last night about how we can see things in our children as parents that they can't see. Mm -hmm. We can see weaknesses. We can see strengths. We can see beauty. We can see potential. We can see history and stories. And like, we have this sort of just kind of this, like just 
bird's eye umbrella yeah yeah active onto them exactly yeah and so we've tried to explain this to our kids like look it's okay to ask why that's fine uh-huh. but know that we can see you outside of you like know that everything we are doing is because we love you and we want what's best for you and that sounds cliche and you know why parents keep saying it and why it's a cliche is because mm-hmm. it's true right i'm not going to let you be a jerk to your sister you know why cuz i care how you treat your wife mm-hmm. and i care how you're going to treat your daughters mm-hmm. and so like and i think about that with the lord i wish that we could we could see ourselves the way that the lord sees us because he made us mm-hmm. and he made you exactly as you are. And he made me exactly as I am in weaknesses and in strengths. And like, it's okay to say why, like, that's not a wrong thing to ask. Right. But like, there's that, that trust element of like, trust that I can see something beyond what you can see. And I can see you in a way that you can't see yourself. Mm -hmm. And I want, I love you. And I want what's best for you. Like we can, so easily forget that, I guess, you know? And anyway, it's just kind of a, I wish, yeah, I wish that people, I wish I at times too could see myself in that way. I know you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I know. I know. (laughs) You're beautiful. I know. Yeah. It was incredible. It was just, Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it, you know, mm-hmm. and what, what Barbie was experiencing was um, she was taken aback by humanity. I think she had had some disillusioning moments with intersecting with it. And then she had this quiet moment where she was like, whoa, what about it? Uh, just the, she it's coming from this perfect place, you know, Barbie sure. land where everything's perfect. And then she sort of gets this crash course in reality upon like entering the real world. And it's been pretty chaotic and she's emotional. She's hurt. She's like, this is not the way I thought life was going to go. You know, this is not everything. I'm, I'm trying to do something good here. I'm trying to help people. I thought this place was going to be amazing. And it's, so it's been chaotic. And then it's just this quiet moment at a bus stop and she just looks over and it's, she's taken aback. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It interests it's interesting to me and how don't, much like, blow up my email lots of problems with this movie. <laughs> okay? <laughs> However, lots of great things too. Like there's you got the whole woke agenda, of course. You can't watch anything hardly today without them shoving it down your throat. Mm -hmm. I like to watch movies and just go, okay, there's that. I know where this movie is coming from. I know who's made it. Mm -hmm. I know their worldview and still good things. Just Mm -hmm. like it was very Mm -hmm. funny, very entertaining. Mm -hmm. Had some, had some like truth points Mm -hmm. mixed in with the garbage. There you go. Yeah. My, my father-in-law who's has been a minister for 30 years. Mm -hmm. He's like, take the meat, spit out the bones. Oh, there was some meat. There was meat. Right along the lines of the, you had a rant a few, a few weeks ago. And it was, it was just like it. It was that whole, like, um, be thin, but not too thin, be strong and powerful, but not too strong. Don't be, but not too masculine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like a five minute, like 
speech yeah. was excellent yeah. for yeah. women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, oh. like I'm so freaking bored with that. I told Sue this morning, I was like, you know what I'm ready to do? Like I'm here, I'm online, I'm connected to the world, I'm doing my thing, but like I am ready to put in some meat. And I I think that that for me at least needs to come in the form of like books, like actually sitting down and reading pages. There's mm-hmm. this, listening to this documentary that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to sit down, I wanted to like read Plato. And I know that that sounds really like what? like a house i i want to understand the conversation Mm -hmm. like plato dealt has he literally dealt with these things truth beauty subjectivity in the third century bc yes (laughs) y'all this isn't if you think we're going to solve this in our little hour and a half homemaker chic podcast like this is literally a conversation that has been going on for over two thousand years right right what is beauty why does it matter i mean in Yeah. To answer the question simply, it matters because God says it matters. Mm -hmm. That's why. Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is beautiful, like these are the things. Yeah. And he shows us, he's shown us that it's, that it matters because that is the medium. That is what he chose to do. Yes. If, if he had created the garden of Eden was a, an asphalt jungle. (laughs) <laughs> it would be different right but he carved the mountains and the oceans and the gardens mm-hmm. and he's choked look at look at a nebula you know like he's, he's mm-hmm. made it pretty clear what is beautiful mm-hmm. and and humans generally do think the things that pretty extraordinary things that god says this is beautiful like we agree mm-hmm. there's a reason people dive to see coral reefs and you know people like go to the jungle to see the colorful birds and like they want to see the sunrise and they want to see the waterfalls and like there's a reason for that you know it's it's um i think about too like you know when the israelites god's people wandering in the desert he gives them manna which is just kind of this sustenance i think i always think of manna like a power bar and you're like psychedelic mushrooms, Trey. Like this could be food, but like it's food. Like you can sustain yeah. yourself on it, but it ain't food. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like he doesn't hold us there. Like there's this. We're mm. not just eating manna. Like now we you could have a vanilla latte or like a perfectly done steak or you know a garden tomato or like these are beautiful. You know, these are reflections of these good gifts mm-hmm. and that's not subjective. It's just not, um, we have our tastes and our particularities, right? Like mm-hmm. Rembrandt didn't create art in the same way that Caravaggio did. Mm-hmm. Carva- maybe not Caravaggio is a great example because he's <laughs> yikes. <laughs> If you ever want to listen to a great story, um, right. (laughs) But so even though like beauty, there's interpretation, there is parameters. So I think in, was it in the movie where he talked about, there was an art student who created something and the art teacher was like, great, now put diarrhea on it. (laughs) Like, 
you, you know, and like do these are these parameters that that go beyond purely for shock and for attention. Mm-hmm. Um, to get, you know, it's hard to get people's attention as an artist. There's a reason the word starving artist is a thing. And mm-hmm. shock does that to people. So I think that's why you see a lot of ugliness created. And also, this is a this is an interesting point that he talks about with the architecture. He said, guess what happens to old architecture, old, useless, ugly architecture? They demo it, and then somebody gets the contract to build the building again. Right. And they do something modern and sleek and cheap. And guess what? Then in 50 years or 70 years, guess what? They demo it, and somebody gets a contract to build it again. And so when you tie into momentary, utilitarian, quote, beauty, you're essentially tying into consumerism is what you're tying into. Mm-hmm. And don't you see this even with fashion? Like we always talk about you having this like timeless style, this timeless fashion, mm-hmm. not good for consumers. Like, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> I will post to Instagram. And I'm like, <laughs> I like posting fashion. Like I'm not a fashion influencer <laughs> or anything like, but I like sharing my outfits sometimes. And people are like, where did you get that? Like I've had it for 25 years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Really sorry about that. Right. It's so lame. If you actually like tie women into a timeless style. Yeah. What are they going to buy in the spring? New socks? Okay. Right. Well, that's not where we make our money. Right. So true. And so he, don't, I thought that was such an interesting point was like, well, he showed his, yeah, he showed his old neighborhood too. Right. It was like such a great example. I mean, you think of like those. You know, you watch like a movie and there'll be like just a shabby concrete bus stops and just concrete every like in England or or like think about like Detroit. Detroit used to be so beautiful. Yeah. The architecture in Detroit is unbelievable. <sighs> These places are like empty. I mean, it's then yeah. you've got the the concrete and the steel and the graffiti and the so he he talks about his neighborhood in um his town in England where he's from and uh you know it used to be quaint and row houses and they demoed those in the 60s and they put up all their concrete and steel nonsense mm-hmm. and now he, you know he goes look at this office building he goes it's empty it's graffitied he goes nobody wants to be there he goes nobody wants to be there because it's so damned ugly he says <laughs> and then then he shows this little um was it a foundry or a blacksmith there was some mm-hmm, a blacksmith mm-hmm. and it's a coffee shop and everybody's flocking there because it's like the only old thing left in this just mm-hmm. sterile horrible it looks like something out of like if you've ever seen that old movie 1984 obviously I hope you've read the book but if you've ever seen the movie just just awful mm-hmm. that's what this neighborhood looks like mm-hmm. yeah it's it's stark and it's cold and he talked about that coffee shop and he said people like coming here people like beauty because it it brings them comfort. It reminds them of home. And even if their home in this place is not one of safety or of mm-hmm. love or of comfort, like we know we want that as a human. Right. Again, that's something that's like written on our hearts, mm-hmm. peace and comfort and love and relationships and acceptance and like forgiveness. Like these, like these are all beautiful things and we all know it Mm -hmm. we all know it 
Yeah, it's like, um, you know, like you said, p- people work really hard to convince you of otherwise, like the urinal, that whole thing with the urinal, when ugly art, you know, it, it, you have to be convinced of that. You you show a child a, pic- a picture of a flower, the mm-hmm. child's going to agree that is a piece of art. So that one is, of- that is beautiful. And you show the child the the gallery that has the urinal, the signed urinal, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, like children are such a great lit- litmus test for that kind of things because they haven't been mm-hmm. like tainted, if you will, mm-hmm. that way. We had a few moments like that at the Highland Games where at one point my young boy came up to me and he was like, I'm seeing a lot of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I just said? I said, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And he said, it makes me uncomfortable. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Because you're not meant to see that. Yeah. I mean, just like, I, I don't know, like at what point does society just decide to stop wearing clothes? Like, that's like at the beach a few weeks ago when Juju just were a few nipples away. <laughs> right. Like, I'm seeing like an entire butt in front of me, mom. What am I supposed to oh, do? Oh, I did this? see a full butt. This girl's dress was slit up to above her hip bones on both sides. A breeze came. <laughs> full. Full Monty. Just in front of everybody. You know, and it, yeah, again, it was like common sense. Yeah, like, oh, I don't really want to see that. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, there was an example that he gives in the movie of a glass of water on a shelf. Yes. And next to it is a plaque explaining how this glass of water on a shelf is an oak tree. Yes. And he says, is that beautiful? And she says, it's beautiful to me. Or I wouldn't have done it. And I think it sounds silly to say I'm all for philosophical debates, but like, is that an oak tree? Maybe in the sense that like, maybe the shelf was made of oak. Maybe, you know, like maybe the water fed the tree. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, but like, even still like common sense, you guys, like, I hate to say it. It's, it's become very overused, but like, Common sense. No, that's not an oak tree. That's a glass of water on a shelf. Is it beautiful? No, it's not. Is it art? No, it's not. That doesn't involve any skill. It doesn't demonstrate any techniques. You know, it demonstrates a, a kind of a an odd philosophy that you're trying to manifest into something. Well, it's a to rebellion argue your against common sense. It's, it's a rebellion it's against a rebellion. Sense. Yeah. And and you cannot have okay, we say I say all the time, like two things can be true. A glass on a shelf. And calling it an oak tree and trying to claim that it's beautiful is not the same as standing under a mighty oak and being arrested at its strength and its power and its longevity and its yeah. beauty. And and by saying one is one and the other that they're the same, you're taking away. You're literally robbing the oak tree of its dignity, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're robbing yourself of your dignity. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend Janine just went to this museum. I think it was in Massachusetts, but I may be wrong about that. And in the museum, there's some wonderful art. There was a piece of sheetrock and she took a picture of it. She's like, I'm trying to understand how. And there was like a plaque next to it. Like the this was the piece of art. It was a plain piece of sheetrock on the wall. That's it. Um, Ami Lee is an excellent artist. And she's gone on like um, Cherish, mm-hmm. 
and seen some of the nonsense they are claiming is art on that mm-hmm. website. And she got so peeved. <laughs> she made a few just hideous, stupid pieces and gave them creative names and put them for sale out there. She's like, is this what we're doing? We're going to mm-hmm. call this. Mm-hmm. And we just, I mean, it was just to be, we were sitting around as a family, like screwed around laughing and mm-hmm. it was hysterical. She's like, mm-hmm. I call this, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it can be tricky. I think when you, when you get, you know, philosophy is like, let's, let's piece this apart. Let's break it down. Let's dive into it. Let's get into, let's get into it in our heads. And I think that's great in some regards, in some regards, I think we need to pull our heads out a little bit. And I think in some regards we can get very introspective, too introspective. This came up in conversation last night. It's a great point. Um, gosh, shoot. I wish I could remember this guy's name. He's a Christian guy, just really great family, child rearing. I'll think of it. He talks about our emotions. Okay. Now let's say you feel fear. Imagine the emotion of fear. Okay. Scenario number one, you're walking down a dark street in New York. This is in real life and you hear sounds and you're in an alley and and you're not quite sure where you are. And you hear this rustle behind you and you feel somebody come up on your back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you feel that like guttural, nauseous wave of fear. Yeah. That, that is real. That's fear. Now imagine scenario two where you're watching that exact same scene happen in a movie mm-hmm. to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You will have that same reaction, even though it's not happening to you and it's not real. And you know, it's not real because you're watching right. a movie but you still have the same emotion. You've given your body that same experience. Now imagine you're having a dream where that happens and you have that same physical response. You feel that fear, but you wake up and you realize it was just a dream. Now you feel fear in all three scenarios. Only one of them was real in the sense that only one of them was actually fear because you were in danger. Mm Mm-hmm. And understanding your emotions in this way, I think is really helpful because our emotions, we, we kind of do let them rule the roost a little bit Mm -hmm. and, oh, I feel this way. And, oh, I feel that way. Um, but like I tell my daughters all the time, like you got to learn how to, you have to learn how to tell your emotions. You'll know something, you'll still feel it. Mm -hmm. It's not that your emotions aren't real. It was real in all three scenarios. Your body had like the same fear reaction, right? Right, right. But only one of those was actually worth being fearful of. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is true for emotions or such that we have about things like beauty or have about art. It's like, well, I feel this. I think a sheet, piece of sheetrock is beautiful. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> let's think about that emotion, right? We can't, we can't wait in that water for too long. So- Right. Anyway, you're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Homemaker Chic listeners, have you made your 2024 travel plans yet? Why not join me, Angela, in Paris for five nights and six days in either April or October of next year? For the elegant ladies' trip of a lifetime, I'll be taking you to my favorite restaurants, patisseries, 
three different Parisian flea markets, a glamorous riverboat cruise, of course, the must-have photo shoot in front of the Eiffel Tower and more. So grab your mom, your sister, your best friend, or come by yourself and make new friends. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela to reserve your place. Spots are very limited with only eight guests. Let me show you around my most favorite city on earth. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela or simply click that red circle marked Paris over on our Instagram profile. Hey friends, Shay here. If the food coming out of your kitchen is a little lackluster and if you've been feeling like you need some instruction, direction, or inspiration in the kitchen, I wanna personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. Here's the thing, we have to cook multiple times a day, whether it's for us or for a household, we have to be economical, smart, and intentional with what we put on our tables. Since 2018, I've encouraged women in their kitchens with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. Basically, I'm here to help you see that the food that we enjoy matters, and I'm here to help you actually cook it. So here's how it works. As a cooking community member, you'll get five farm fresh recipes each month created from my kitchen and delivered straight to you. You'll also get an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. On top of that, we meet once a month for a live Q&A where you can ask questions of me or other home cooks live in community and be inspired to kind of keep going on that good work in your kitchen. Lastly, our online community is thriving and there's loads of conversation and sharing going on there all the time. So you can participate there as much or as little as you'd like for further direction and inspiration. Each month, you'll get to enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership that works best for you. And let's get cooking. Well, if you haven't seen it, um, we, we highly recommend it. And just simply because it's such a an ongoing topic here, it sort of weaves in and out of a lot of what we do on the show is beauty and is it is it important? So yeah. it's called Why Beauty Matters. And um, I pulled up, somebody wrote a, a summary. And I just like this paragraph in this summary, if you'll just indulge me while we, let me read this before we close out. It says, uh, human beings are not purposeless material objects from mechanistic manipulation by others and civil society itself depends upon cult- a cultural consensus that beauty is real and every person should be respected with compassion as having dignity and nobility with very real spiritual needs to encounter and be transformed and uplifted by beauty. Mm-hmm. So a lot of great things have been written about this documentary too. So definitely if you didn't check it out last week, um, do that. There's excellent um, like follow-up reads. Um, he did write a book called beauty. Roger uh, Scruton did. There's mm-hmm. the abolition of man by CS Lewis. The mm-hmm. Allegory of Love by C.S. Lewis. There's great follow-up. Mere Christianity. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can um, that you can follow up with that too. Mm-hmm. Rembrandt is in the wind. We've been touting that We've book been for a while. That book. Yep, absolutely. But that's another great one that kind of deals with this idea of beauty and what it is and what it isn't. Yeah, we dove we dove into that last season. So if you scroll back on the podcast episodes, you'll mm-hmm. probably find that about I don't know eight episodes ago or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, special thanks to American Blossom Linens. They're also um, still with us after all these years, which is so fabulous. They have a fun promotion going on right now. So I'm just going to remind you to visit the Instagram profile. And when you click sheets, 
It's going to give you the 411 on this sweet little summer tote that they are giving with a purchase right now. So check out those details. Um, when you do that, be sure to use the coupon code this summer, homemaker 15 for 15% off, and you'll get that tote with um, your qualifying purchase as well. So thank you. Mm. and friends for being with so us. So you get you get 15% off and you get the tote. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, la la. Yep. I like that. La la. Mm-hmm. And we're going into fall, so you need fresh sheets anyway. You need fresh sheets oh, and well. you need fresh towels, like just do over. <laughs> yeah, you got kids going off to school. You want to send them with some some quality stuff? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, I'm sure that we might've confused some people today. Maybe someday we'll be philosophers. Oh people no, have- I, that's not my, that's not my forte. <laughs> I can have a good thought every once in a while. I, I'm- I can just imagine people listening to me like this. They're not making it. They're not following any train of thought. They're not completing any thoughts. They're just Shakespeare said, know thyself. I know philosophy is not my bag, baby. <laughs> I can be moved by it. <laughs> yeah. I can't necessarily articulate it. We are fun though. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the body of Christ, the body of Christ has many parts. <laughs> Okay. Thank goodness. All are needed and all are important. (laughs) Oh, I love it. All right, ladies. uh, We hope that this gave you at least something to chew on while you were washing your dishes or mopping your floors today. Um, And we'll be back here with you next Monday, rescuing the art of homemaking. Send us your questions over on Instagram. It's Q&A summer. Yes. We'll be sure to hit on that next week. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.